Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to a journey of empowerment and amplified voices. This is the Creative Visionaries Podcast, your guide to unlocking the full potential of podcasting and beyond. Our vision is bold to empower and amplify voices through creative marketing solutions, expert podcast coaching, and a vibrant, inclusive community. We're your partners in this exciting adventure. Our journey is all about connection, expertise, and realizing your untapped potential. Let us be your guide on this journey as we create an environment that nurtures growth, fosters relationships, and empowers individuals like you to excel in podcasting. Are you ready to take your podcast journey to the next level? Together, let's shape the future of podcasting. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Are you a podcaster wanting to take your show to the next level? Do you want a dedicated marketing team so you can focus on creating great episodes? Look no further than the done for you podcast marketing service from remarker.fm. Stop trying to market your own podcast alone and let remarkers marketing experts handle it for you. Remarker will transcribe your episodes, write detailed show notes, curate shareable quotes and clips, promote your episode across social media and run paid ads, all tailored specifically to your show and your audience. You'll get a full podcast marketing team for a fraction of the cost of hiring in-house. Leave the marketing to Remarker so you can focus entirely on podcasting. With Remarker's premium done-for-you service, you'll get unparalleled podcast promotion to help you gain listeners, engagement, and reviews. Go to Remarker.fm to learn more and get 10% off with a promo code Creative Visionary. Invest in your podcast growth. Let Remarker take you to the next level. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today, I have a special guest with us, Christopher Panayotu. Christopher is a certified financial planner and a founder of Capitalize Your Finances. He's the host of the podcast, Capitalize Your Finances, and author of Capitalize Your Finances, the how-to financial framework that takes you from compoundingly clueless to monetarily magnificent. Man, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh-huh. How are you? Welcome to the show. I am fantastic. Uh, there is nothing I would rather do on this Thursday afternoon than be here. And, uh, you know, with the tongue twister, I mean, if my last name wasn't tough enough, right, I had to follow up with all of that. So that's why. Absolutely. You you couldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. No, I, I, I couldn't. It would be uh, outside of my DNA in doing so. <laughs> So tell us about you and what you do and all the passions behind Capitalize Your Finances. Yes. So for your listeners, um, obviously you rattle off the the big three, financial planner, podcast host, author. Um, But what I do so professionally within my business, we oversee about $140 million 
the majority of that is through families that want to come in and have what I call true financial planning. And then 20% of what I do is I actually construct retirement plan businesses for companies. So ideally, if someone comes in and they run a business and they want planning for themselves and their employees, I basically do that soup to nuts. Now, the reason why I started the show and I wrote the book is, you know, your greatest gift is your greatest curse. And I would say one of the biggest bummers is I'm getting to this point where I know I can't help everyone. Mm. And I took a tremendous amount of pride when I first started in this business on being able to help everyone and anyone. And also let's face it, right? I mean, if, if, if you had a pulse, you're in, um, <laughs> but now, you know, unfortunately um, I'm just not in that position to, to take on everyone. And so in 2020, uh, good man upstairs blessed me with the opportunity totally by accident on the podcast side of things and I'd always wanted to write a book, but I didn't really know how that was going to come into existence. And so yeah. I started doing this podcast again, by total accident. That's a fun story. Um, I also was realizing, okay, maybe a book could be kind of a cool thing, but then people were asking me like, when's your book coming out? Yeah. And I never told anyone I was writing a book. Yeah. So uh, you know, for me, I'm at this point now, I'm having the time of my life. I've got our practice. Our minimum is is half a million dollars. I, obviously, I know a lot of people can't can't hit that. But then you got the book for what, 20 bucks, and then my podcast for free. Um, and we are actually coming out uh, on December 1st with our very own uh, masterclass on capitalizing your finances, where we've got video content. And I actually show people with a HP 12C calc, how to use this thing first off, <laughs> pen and a whiteboard, how I go through the world of money for people. So people have another layer of doing it on their own. I love, I love that you have so many different layers and that you try to help people where they're at. And I think mm -hmm. that's what sets a lot of people apart. Um, is, is knowing that you can't help everyone, but knowing that everyone needs help. And so yes. finding a way to meet them where they're at is hugely like, that's awesome. I think, you know, there's not many people out there who do that. So I applaud you for, for your efforts and what you're doing. And thank just, you. Yeah. It's exciting to, to, to have you on and have you share this story. Um, one of the things I wanted you to kind of touch on in reading your bio, it sounds like you've been in finance for pretty much your entire life. Yes. And so what sparked this passion for finance? Sure. Uh, well, I, man, there's so many different ways I, I can, I can skin that one. So right off the bat, I was 10 years old when I made my first two stock investments. Um, I'm 32 now. So I, I you know, people kind of laugh because they're like, okay, how long have you been doing this? Like, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> and it really shouldn't be because people ask like, how long have you been doing what you're doing? Yeah. It's X years, right? Whatever that is. And then I explain, I'm like, well, I, I, I started investing when I was 10, technically was very amateurly advising at what, 14, interned at 16, was an advisor by 18. So I don't know, you know, 
22 years of investing and what I'd say is is 10 years of capitalizing one's finances. And people just look at me like, probably shouldn't Wait, even ask that question. How old are you question. again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but how I got into it was, uh, you know, I grew up in a financially literate family, which is, you know, a huge blessing. And I'm, I'm very fortunate uh, for that. Now, I, I don't have any relation with my father um, anymore, nor do I desire to, but he was very into investing almost obsessively a Warren Buffettite. And so when I was in, uh, excuse me, for my 10th birthday, I remember I read The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham, who was Warren Buffett's teacher, who's very dead. And he... He is what I would consider, and most people in our business would consider the godfather of investing. So any investor today has in some way, shape, or form come from the Ben Graham house or the house of Graham, okay? So I knew the investment side of things very amateurly. I go through to the biggest firms in the world met an amazing family firm before I went and started Capitalize Your Finances, the business. But when I met that family firm, they gave me what the other firms didn't, which was a chance to build something on my own under their umbrella. So I quickly realized that I was being called to the planning side of the aisle. And there's a huge difference between investing and financially planning for someone. Um, investing is just, it's very obvious, right? You do diligence on an investment, you buy that investment, you hold on to it, and, and you know you hope that your thesis prevails. Right. Planning, it's so much more in-depth and comprehensive. Um, but I thought to myself, there's got to be a Ben Graham equivalent on this side of the aisle. Yeah. And I took, man, from 20, I'd say 14 to 2017. And I just, you know, scoured the world to see, hey, is that equivalent out there? And there wasn't. And that was a huge blessing to me. And that's when in probably 2018, I said, huh, I'm not uh, educated enough in this business to go and write something but I think I know what I'm going to need to do someday right. yeah. because no one's done this. I'm going to do. And it just so happened that, you know, COVID came around that I think kickstarted a lot of things that I was going to do anyways. Um, but it's, it's now it's, it's super rewarding because I truly believe in my heart of hearts that my book capitalize your finances is the Ben Graham equivalent on the planning side of things. And in my marketing team and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, writing a book takes years to get traction, especially if it is a nonfiction book. And especially if it's a nonfiction book where you actually have to do things. Mm -hmm. So I, I tell you that because it's been a year. Um, so having the book out for, for our one year anniversary was kind of cool. We're coming out with our audiobook. That's really exciting at the end of this month. But we're starting to get people trickling in saying like, hey, read your book. This was incredible. Every once in a while, people will become clients from that. But that wasn't my intention. Right. Um, and you would be stunned, Tori, at how many DMs that we get saying, hey, and they will just list off everything that they've got working for them. And 
at the very end, all they're saying is thank you. Like, thank you for, for allowing me to do all this. And, you know, when you first start in this business, again, you would take anyone with a pulse, but now it's just, it's just so cool to see that the framework in what I'm trying to achieve in this space, it's finally coming to fruition. And I'm a long ways away from hitting that, but you know, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I get to experience it while I'm alive. The bummer with Ben Graham is by the time that was turning the corner, he was dead. Yeah. So you didn't even get to see all of it. And, you know, knock on wood, hopefully I'll be around for a while. I want to see a ton of, of, of generational knowledge compound through all of these planners and be able to, they, they could all say they, they came from the house of capitalize. I love it. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. And and what I love is that, like you said, you, you kind of scoured the, the world for somebody in this space. And when you came up empty, you're like, you know, this is my calling. This is my purpose. This is what I need to do. So you stepped up to that challenge and you have done the work and you're continuing to do the work to be that person that everyone needs. Yeah. Because I think specifically in the entrepreneurial business space, financial planning is so huge. And I think it's something that's hugely overlooked. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think business owners don't get into business to think about the finances side of things, right? Mm -hmm. We, mm -hmm. we get into business for as a technician or as a creator or whatever it is that our passion or zone of genius is. And the finance is almost like a uh, afterthought, which unfortunately mm -hmm. should be the, the first thought. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's nice to have people like you and resources like you um, to, to kind of shift that perspective and aid those entrepreneurs, business owners um, to think with that uh, first. So I'd love to hear your, your perspective on that. Okay. So right off the bat, um, there was one thing I was thinking of. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was having a, a, a awesome chat with one of my my best friends, Nick Hutchison, founder of Book Thinkers. Um, you need to get him on the show. Yeah. And we were actually talking about, um, as a business owner, how to earn the best return on investment. Because I get that question asked a lot. What is the, where is the best place that I can invest my money? Now that question, I could go down a rabbit hole of like why that's not necessarily the best question to ask or how that you ask it. But let's just assume that there's a surface level answer to that. Now it's really cliche, but the best investment you can do is reinvest in yourself. Now I can quantifiably back that. So your marketing business, I'm just throwing numbers out. Okay, let's say that you've got a pile of cash, you've got $25,000 and you don't know kind of what to do with this. And I go, okay, Tori, so out of that 25 grand, you know, how much do you charge every client? And you said, hey, I charge $2,500 a year. I'm making this up. Yeah. And I go, okay, so you need 10 clients to break even. How long do you think you could do that? You go, well, I think if I marketed myself, reinvested at 25,000, I could get all of that back in three years. I go, congratulations, you just earned a 33% rate of return on your money, not including the tax deduction because you write all of that off in year right. one. Therefore, reinvest that. Don't take a distribution and send it to me because I can't guarantee that. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
eventually businesses have a maturing point. There's that, that, that teetering. So eventually you would get to that point where you're like, man, it's 25 grand. It's probably going to take me, it's going to take me like 10 years to break even on this or 12 years. And then when you think of the math on that, you go, okay, that's where it may be more prudent to take a distribution and invest that accordingly because you're actually going to earn a rate of return on that. Yeah. Simplistically, we call that in my book and then on my show with, with my fans, capitalizing the spread. So if you take 2% money to go and earn 8%, you just earned a spread of six. It's a little bit more complex for a business owner, right? Because yeah. I just dished a lot out at you, but let's just face about it simplistically. Would you rather earn 33% or would you rather earn six to 8% in the long run after tax of what the market's probably going to buy you? Obviously 33, like yeah. duh, no yeah. duh. But, but unfortunately business owners and they get away with it because they keep doing that, but they don't go back to thinking, okay, am I actually earning a proper return on my capital? Because someday the answer will be no. Yeah. And that's when you need to become a master allocator and take that money from the business and reinvest it in yourself because mm -hmm. you can do better than doing that. So that's just a snippet of how my mind works. Yeah. And, and I know in your book, you talk about, or you introduce a framework. So mm -hmm. can you kind of give us a little glimpse into what that is and how people utilize that to be successful with their finances? So within my framework, there's four sections, capitalize today, capitalize tomorrow, capitalize retirement, capitalize your legacy. And what I decided to do when I wrote the book is basically take people through one's life. And so by the time you read the book, you will know exactly what you need to do with every dollar for the rest of your life, which kind of takes the thrill and fun out of it, if I got to be honest, right? Because some people love the thrill of the unknown and, and all that. You know, for me, I can't guarantee returns. Like I tell people this all the time, I cannot guarantee the investments that I invest for myself and my wife, as well as, you know, clients are going to have a guaranteed return. What I can guarantee you is I'm going to be right alongside you because I have a rule of thumb in our practice, unless my wife and I have invested in a long-term strategy, I will not recommend it to a client. So by the time someone sits down and the recommendation time comes around, the conversation is, this is why my wife and I did it. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Now, back to the question of the framework, today, tomorrow, retirement legacy. Once you understand those four sections, every chapter under those sections basically breaks down step-by-step step of what someone actually needs to do. So even go through today, most people look at the tomorrow and the retirement, the sexy stuff. <laughs> that is so bad because the what's sexy to me is the easiest wins right in front of your face. So I'll even take something as, as black and white as credit card debt. Yeah. Okay. It always comes down to the interest rate. So when we capitalize today, your savings, your expenses, you understand how to budget accordingly. And then once you get all that aligned, you start to profit because you have extra money. We call that gap money. Once you have that, then we need to decide where to go with that. Yeah. Whether it's your company's retirement account, 
credit card debt, student loan debt, maybe a personal loan that you may or may not have wanted to take, but you did because shit happens. <laughs> and so you now know how to allocate all of this accordingly. And unlike a Ramsey out there where he's just like, yeah, I'll just got to go pay down all your debt and then you'll be debt free and then you'll retire. Hallelujah. No, you need to, you need to level up from that, my friend, because money is not like, like the, the best route to money is not the easiest route. You need to, you need to level up your sophistication here. And I talk pretty normal. I like to think I do. So then you'll understand, wait a second. I don't even need to think really about like, the complexities of the market or real estate or these other investments, I can get all these easy wins today. And by the way, that first section might take someone a couple of years to get through and they go, well, well, Chris, it's just taking so long. I go, no, it's taking as long as it needs to. And think about it this way. Maybe the big man upstairs is gifting you the, uh, the life that is simple because you're not ready for complexity of capitalizing tomorrow and getting into understanding stocks and real estate and private equity and lending. I can tell, I, I tell people this all the time, keep your plan as simple as possible for as long as possible. If you talk to the most successful people that you know, financially speaking, yeah, all of them will say the same thing because when you compound your success, it becomes infinitely more uh, difficult, complex, and you will sit back and think to yourself, man, if only I could go back to when I had to max out my 401k, have enough savings, and basically systematically ride that every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I'm sure you do in in your work and not only what you've written about in the book is the education piece, right? Because people don't understand, right? You tell them, keep it simple, but what does that really mean? How do mm -hmm. I do that? How does it look for me individually? And so it's mm -hmm. nice to have people like you and your company that can help break that down in layman's terms, right? For, for the, the people who don't understand or don't, you know, that's not their, their niche or their specialty or, you know, we don't have time to worry about that. Let's do whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's important to have that education piece as well as the as well as the advisory piece for financial planning, I think. Yeah. Well, and I um I'll tell you so one of the cool things about the podcast, which again, like I, I my intention with the podcast was not to make money. It was to give people a platform so when they listen to it, sure. The cap and capitalize is here to give you advice. I've interviewed some of my favorite investors of all time, but what started to happen lately is we have celebrities from all walks of life coming on the show and revealing their finances. So suddenly my show is a place for celebrities to come on and tell listeners and their fans their dirty laundry about their finances. So if you want to go and be, for example, a football player, we had the fullback of the Miami Dolphins a couple of weeks ago on. He's become a really good buddy, Alec Ingold. If you want to become a musician, we had Ryan Dusick from Maroon 5, the drummer on. Awesome, awesome wow. guy. Um, you know, we had Fahim Anwar, who's been on Rogan four times, a really famous comedian on. So if you want to be a comedian, here's a top comedian 
And he goes through like down to the studs of, oh, maybe you should form an S corp and you should set this money aside. I'm like, dude, this is golden. So I, you know, my point with all of that is the show has started to morph and Alec Ingold actually gave me the uh, idea to write capitalize your finances as an NFL athlete. Cause we have a couple athletes that have become clients. And one of the things that I stress to these guys is if you're sitting down with a planner and this actually applies to everyone. Yeah. If you're sitting down from someone and they can't explain what needs to happen for you with a pen, a piece of paper in five minutes, find a new one, <laughs> like immediately. Like, do you know how many, you know how many capitalized plans I've written for people at airports on the back of a, a gently used napkin? Like <laughs> at least, oh, a couple dozen for sure. I mean, I, I can even remember we were going to, a, my wife and I were going to Coeur d'Alene, uh, Idaho, about a year and a half ago and in the airport and anytime someone asks what I do in the, the podcasting and author side comes out, they just, you know, tell me their life story. And I I'm sitting here with this guy and he's telling me everything. He's like, well, you know, like, and he was kind of touting the ego a little, I know this is pretty complex stuff. I'm like, just give it to me, man. Like what, what else are we going to do? Right. And, and he goes, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've got my napkin. I've got my pen. Like, just let me tell you. So he tells me everything. And he's kind of asking like, in, probably in his head, where is this going? And it took me, I don't know, three minutes. It wasn't that complex of a situation. I go, yeah, this is what you need to do. Boom, boom, boom. And he and his wife just kind of stared at me like, who is this guy? And I, I just kind of turned. I was already, I'm, I'm done, you know? And he asked for a card. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just, whether or not he uses me or not, I don't care. The fact was, I know if he listened to that, he was going to be okay. Now, spoiler, he's, you know, the, the family's a client today. But but the I guess my whole point is, is I've done so many of those uh, back of the napkin plans that it's just, I don't know, it's like brushing your teeth, um, you know, and, and I, it's just a bummer how many planners... And advisors, but I think advising is kind of dying. Mm. If you need financial advice, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think a lot of these planners, the majority of them, which gives me tremendous job security, they rely so heavily on technology that they forget how to actually do their job. You know? Like, think about this, for example. I don't know if you've ever sat down with a planner or something, but let's say you do. Most of them, what they do is they print out something called a Monte Carlo simulator, which is Italian for garbage. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> what, what it does, right, it gives you 10,000 outcomes of, you know, uh, theoretically what could happen, and that's your probability of success. So 2008, that's when I started my internship at UBS. September of 08. I remember people coming into the office and they had like a 20% chance of success. I'm like, oh, that's not good. But there were a couple plans or clients where I looked at their Monte Carlo three or four months ago and it was like 90% success. And I'm thinking there's got to be a disconnect here. Yeah. Like not every single one of them 
should go from a 90% to a 20%. Yeah. One of them, okay, you know what? The stars just didn't align for that guy, right? right. <laughs> but every single person, it just, it didn't work out. You know, uh, the reason why is, yeah, there were some things that happened, obviously, 08, et cetera, but that's not the whole issue. The whole issue is as time has gone on, you've got all these advisors and planners that are really just glorified tech pushers. Like the guy that I was sitting under, um, I asked him, like, how did you get to these numbers? Because I don't know. I just, you know, inputted everything into the software. I was like, dude, but you're you're a CFP. You should know this, right? And he's like, dude, I've been doing this long enough. People come in, they trust me. I'm like, oh my God, like wild. So I just vowed I'm going to double, triple, quadruple down on knowing how every nook and cranny of this watch is made. Yeah. Um, so didn't mean to go on that tangent, but no. <laughs> uh, you know, you got me fired up. <laughs> well, I think I want you to kind of wrap this up with one final piece of advice or closing comment that you can give our listeners when it comes to finance. Oh, just one. If I could give your listeners one piece of advice, I'm toying with a couple. And the one I'm going to go with is, is the one I actually said earlier. Keep your finances as simple as possible, as long as possible. And I guess the second part is do not compare yourself to anyone else because it doesn't matter. It's one of actually the most foolish things I can think of. Like if, if your money is doing exactly what you need to do to be successful, I've never really understood why people compare themselves to others when their money is doing everything that needs to be done. Right. Like, isn't that odd? Very. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my that, two parters. Yeah. I think comparison is, is a, an evil that uh, many of us are facing whether it's finances or personal or business or whatever that is so mm -hmm. whenever possible do not <laughs> compare yourself to others <laughs> don't do it because you're always going to lose 10 out of 10 times yeah yeah well chris it's been an honor and a pleasure to talk with you i feel like we could just like dive into this and just keep talking on and on and just you know <laughs> pulling back all the layers when it comes to finance I've got a lot to learn. I'm sure our listeners have a lot to learn. So how can people get in touch with you um, to connect and uh, hopefully uh, read your book, listen to your podcast? Yes. Well, Tori, uh, thank you for having me on. I would do it all over again if I was honored enough to be asked to do so. And for your listeners, if you want to follow me, there's a couple of ways to do it. If you want to support my book, in my daughter's future college education. You go on to Amazon, type in Capitalize Your Finances. It is available in paperback, hardback, Kindle, in audio by the end of August. Give me some time. If you are even cheaper than that and want to spend no money, but you want to get everything out of me, you can go on to our podcast at Spotify, Apple, and even YouTube, type in Capitalize Your Finances. If you do hit the minimum of half a million and you want the cap and capitalizing your life, head on over to capitalizeyourfinances.com, book a meeting with me and my amazing teammate, Betty. Um, and then if you want to follow me on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, you can try to type in my name, Christopher Paniotu, but you're probably going to hurt yourself. So you could also <laughs> type in cap and capitalize, and that's another way to find me. So those are the ways to find me. Awesome. Definitely go out there and connect whichever way uh, suits you. 
uh, get in touch with Chris and, and let him help you with making your business a success financially. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.